Mercedes-Benz. It does it does sound real pretty, especially when you're deep down underneath the sphincter that is Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm Blake, joined by my co-host, ATL Joe. ATL? ATL Joe. This is episode eight of ATLN's United Podcast, the Ocho. Joe and I have been working all week on our Spanish because this is our eighth episode. We wanted to refer to it as the Ocho. We are in between Atlanta United games. We wanted to make sure that we had some uh, some content for all of our listeners. We don't know if anyone that is a native Spanish speaker is currently listening, but Joe and I have been working really hard. I learn uh, a new word, new word every week. What was your word this week, Joe? Vamos. Vamos. That's great. Yeah. It's, Do you it, want to sing it at the next game? I haven't heard that one. Yeah. You haven't. Because we sing it multiple times per game. Oh, that's that's the that's the word we use. And then I learned ATL. Okay. Have you heard of that one? The abbreviation for our city. Yeah, in Spanish it means ATL. Okay, so if you used ATL in a Spanish sentence, how would how would that go? Could I would say vamos ATL. What about vamos, and then another vamos, and then ATL? No, that's our song, right? Yeah, that's so that would just go straight in our song, but uh, Joe and I are gonna we're gonna highlight a song that we've heard, I heard for the first time in the Vancouver game. Uh, it's a fantastic song. It's by from our supporters group, which we're gonna say their name wrong, La Twelve de Atlanta, because we don't neither one of us know how to say twelve in Spanish. Do you know? Do you know Joe? It's a doce. Doce. La doce de Atlanta. It's so, another word that that comes week twelve of the season. I will learn how to say that properly. When but we truly now, become. I say when we truly become the 12th man let's go into this joe let's 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 try this out this is uh okay, let's see. this is tenemos que ganar yes i'm ready vamos vamos atlanta que esta noche tenemos que ganar vamos atlanta que esta Okay, they get the point. Is that how I was going to sound we have the game lo- day? We have a lot of work to do on our Spanish. But that song's awesome. It builds up. Yeah. I, I heard it last game, and I was like, we got to try it out. We got to let the people know, the people that tune in every week, that uh, this is a song we should get behind. I like it a lot more than Bombas ATL. You do? Because it has more words that I don't understand. <laughs> but I'm going to translate it really quick. It's Let's Go, Let's Go Atlanta. Tonight we will. Tonight we will win. It's pretty simple, you pretty know. Solid. Yeah, it's what we should do every week too. It's motivating. You know what we should do every week? We should recap the news. Breaking news. Jumping into news. 
USA played Paraguay. A one nothing finish. Real snoozer of a game. Darlington Nagby played. Our Bo- darling. Bobby Wood. Bobby Wood got that penalty off of uh, Tyler Adams. Wonderful breakaway. Fake the goalie. Dove into the box. Miguel Amaron had a couple chances. Did not get hurt. That's the biggest news. Miggy, Nagby are both coming home safe. Romario Williams, I don't think he even played a single minute for Jamaica. He's coming back safe. Jamaica? Who does Jamaica play? Uh, they played South Korea, and they played um, some other Asian team. You know. Some other, okay. Yeah. So Romario's fine, though. Atlanta He's United, back. too. They got their win, 3-1. Big news. Yeah, uh, other than that, Braves home opener happening Thursday as of when we release this episode. The Braves. Yeah. Oh. Beer oh. that's cold. I do like one of their beers, the uh, the Chopsecutioner. Yeah. It's a, that Terrapin Braves. They said it was aged with baseball bats. Have you yeah, had that made with real pine wood. Mm-hmm. Watch your throat. Yeah, I don't like the Braves. Ah, that's that's too bad for you. Yeah, I'm just being honest with, with our listeners and with you. But, Blake, you're missing the big news. Is We got through the international break without a severe injury. And speaking of injuries, let us know about that injury report. Injury report. Injury. Injury. Injury report. Okay, injury report. I love injuries because I get to talk about them every week. The only problem is it's never good news for our team. Uh, we had a few new ones this week, Joe. Escobar. Okay. Remember when Brad decided to run out, elbow Escobar in the head, the wall. He became a moving that. wall, smashed him in the head. It we was still, only a week ago. Yeah, we, we still don't really have a return timeline on that. Like, we don't know when Escobar is going to be back. Concussions are tricky. It could be next week. Concussions are very tricky. I think there's a chance that he's back from Minnesota. Right now, it's just too hard to say. Uh, you know, Barco, very, very questionable at this point. He did not practice so far this week. So he might get back into training today. We just don't really know. So that's unlikely he plays. So I'd say Barco at best is on the bench. I'd say most likely he's he's out of the team. Uh, obviously, we know that Hildebrandt's out for eight weeks with a knee. Whatever. He wasn't going to play anyways. Third string keeper, maybe second string keeper. I don't even know where he sits, but that's not important. Uh, we know that uh, Jose Hernandez for ATL 2, but, you know, talk of him kind of moving up, the Venezuelan international. You know, he's out with a quad injury. I guess the only other relative injury is Brandon Vasquez. It looks like he's been training, but he does have a little bit of a problem with that left hamstring. So just something to watch. You know, Vasquez has been coming off the bench. Honestly, like I said, I think, I think you know, we have some better attacking options off the bench right now, but Vasquez is still a solid striker off the bench. I think, you know, Romario, Carlton coming off the bench. I don't think Vasquez would be that big of a loss. Tata seems to love him, though. He, he but, puts him in a lot. Yeah, I mean, he played a lot last year. He had a, he had a couple crucial goals for us. You know, he, he didn't really shine, but he, he was solid all the way around. So, you know, Vasquez, keep an eye on that left hammy. It looks like he's probably going to be around this week i don't know if he makes the bench against minnesota i think he does because you're you might be missing carlton might be out due to international duty well i have something about that too just a brief bit for our listeners it looks like carlton is actually flying back for the minnesota game oh wonderful. and is going to be uh training with the team and, and traveling to minnesota so uh keep an eye on uh 
he's one of our own, Andrew Carlton. He's the, one of uh, our own. Frosted Orange. I think uh, I think we might get more Carlton than um, some people are expecting this week. Some Carlton love. But yeah, that's about it for injuries. You know, we didn't even have a game this week, Joe. And I, I, it was it was a rough week for me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but Atlanta did have a game. ATL UTD two. That's right. That's right. We it's- got that three to one sweet victory. Did you watch it? Uh, can I lie? And say that I did. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone will know you lied. Well, I mean, if yeah. I admit that I lied, is it a lie? No, it's okay, Blake, because the only way to actually have watched it is to go live to the game. Because Unfortunately, it wasn't on TV. It, wasn't there, on TV. it was not on TV. Facebook Live? No Facebook Live. YouTube? No YouTube. PlayStation TV? No PlayStation. Uh, Roku? Something? No. no stream. There was zero stream. Oh, zero stream? Yeah, Atlanta... AtlantaUnited.com didn't even have a stream. It was zero stream. So if you were not there, it was very exclusive. So that would have been a really bad lie if I had tried to say that I watched the game. Yeah. It would have been a horrible lie. That's why I'm always honest. I'm always honest with our listeners. I did not watch this game, but I saw several pictures. And did you read the (laughs) recaps too? (laughs) I saw an awesome picture of Yosef Samuel... Scoring a fantastic goal, which looked like a fantastic goal from the picture. Oh man, it was it was amazing. It looked acrobatic. Yeah, John Gallagher. It looked awesome. John Gallagher, who our first draft pick of the Super Draft, he's the one that crossed it in. The ball got deflected, and Joseph Samuel with that amazing hair, scissor kicks it into the goal. Uh, definitely would have been goal of the week if they allowed that to be voted into MLS goal of the week. He would win for sure. Wait, Yosef Samuel, like the guy I featured on my hair watch maybe week three? A couple three? weeks ago, yeah. Okay. Remember when we went to the training session and uh, we're like, who's yes. this guy with the afro? Yeah, that yeah. was Yosef Samuel. That was Yosef Samuel. So he scores a scissor kick week He scores one. the first goal of an ATL UTD 2 ever. He is the Yamil of Saad of ATL UTD suit. God, I love this guy. Yeah. Yosef. So our, our our striker for our first team is Joseph, and our striker for our, our ATL UTD2 team is Joseph. Yes. We had another That's couple good fantastic. players. Yeah, yeah, that is so good. Uh, John Gallagher, he was our very first pick of the Super Draft. He was kind of the Miles Robinson of last year. I mean, Miles Robinson started on defense, but Gallagher got two goals this, year, this game. One was a penalty kick, and... It's good to see he actually converted it because I hate it when I see players miss a penalty kick. So just for our listeners, you know, out there, I, I'm unfamiliar with our with our youth program. I'll be honest with you, and I, I want to educate people listening to the show. You know, kind of what position does John Gallagher play? What's his play style? I know you've watched a lot of him, Joe. I just am trying to get a feel for exactly you know where he fits in the team. John Gallagher came up come up from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. He's an Irishman. Okay. And uh, he is Irish. <laughs> I don't know if I said that. So but he's it, Irish or he went to Notre Dame or both? He's both. Okay. And he's a natural striker. He played a little bit of a winger as well. Uh, he's got speed and good dribbling skills and a good finishing ability. So I don't know where they're trying to put him on the field, whether it's up front. He might not be big enough to play a number nine. So they're probably going to transition him out to the one of the wings. Okay. In this game, he played. Did he play on the wing or did he, he played play? on the wing as Yosef okay. played at that 
number nine spot. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. And then we had a couple of other starters from, or not starters, but players from the first team last year. Alec Can played in goal. Uh, you had Mikey Ambrose play at left back. Miles mm-hmm. Robinson, who made a couple of you um, some appearances last year, he played center back. And you had Andrew Wheeler, Aminu, and Oliver Shannon, guys that played in preseason. We were hoping that may have made the transition to the first team, uh, but they're they're starting with ATL UTD too. And we got uh, only twelve players right now on UTD two, and it's a really cool thing that Greg Garza even mentioned. A couple other Atlanta United players mentioned that. Kevin Kratz was one that said uh, it's a great opportunity to have a second team. If you're not getting starting minutes or you're coming back from an injury, you can easily go down and play the USL and get some playing time, or especially during these international breaks. And that way you don't lose form or you can get back up to playing speed. Yeah. You know, what I think we see a lot of, Joe, is in you know European leagues around the world – uh, whether it's in Europe, whether it's, you know, in South America, Central America, wherever you look at is that these teams have, you know, a lot of times it's U18s or U21s, whatever they want to call them. But basically it's a secondary team where players rehabilitating through injury, you know, maybe players that aren't getting the game time they want, but they want to keep them in, in fitness levels that are ready to hit the road if they, if they need them. You know, I think this is something we were lacking last year. We kind of saw when injuries hit us a little bit last year that we didn't have that depth. I think, you know, ATL UTD2 is going to be a great, I, I guess, just kind of, if you will, if you're going to use the baseball analogies, we're talking about the Braves, a farm system right. to really develop our talent and to keep everyone sharp. You know, uh, if you're not playing regular games, training just doesn't cut it. You know what I mean? Like training does not cut it when you're really – trying to get that match fitness you need to be playing competitive matches in the heat of the moment going in hard on tackles and really feel the passion of the game yeah to get to get to the fitness levels that you need to get to play in a first a first team game for a free atlanta united but atl utd2 trains against joseph martinez who no matter what is a heated contest and <laughs> we saw that we it's saw that be in very emotional training. yeah and he will bring the intensity <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I guess, you know, for me, ATL UTD2 is going to be such a huge benefit to our entire program. You know, we already had the academy. We already had a lot of, you know, hype amongst our youth program, whether, you know, it's Carlton, you know, whether it's other players that might rise up through the ranks. But we didn't have a way to, you know, watch them week in, week out. I thought there was a fantastic crowd this game. Based yeah. on what I could see. 5,600 fans. At a baseball stadium. I mean, that's awesome. At a USL game. Uh, our, uh, Orlando City doesn't even bring that to a MLS game. So <laughs> we're already ahead of them on our USL team. I, I think I think right? maybe they do, but I don't, I don't think Columbus Crew had that many this week. But we're not going to hate on Columbus. We're, we're in full support of Save the Crew. But uh, save yeah. the crew, burn Orlando. Yeah, the crew is struggling with attendance right now. I guess they're conflicted. You know, do we go to the game because we might have a team next year, or do we, you know, do we boycott the game? It's a tough call. It's also international break, so not many people are interested in games. That's very true. And why would you play games while most of your stars are gone playing for their home country? Very true. Very true. The but, MLS needs to learn. Yeah, and. and 
you know, ATL UTD2 is great, and we got great players. Goslin was away with Carlton on international break, mm-hmm. but we got to see the likes of Yousef. And you know we got Yousef, right? Yosef. Yosef. Yosef and Joseph. Because if we ever lost Joseph, it'd be an emergency. Beer of the week! It'd be an emergency, just, just like, like this emergency drinking beer. That is our beer of the week. Emergency drinking beer. Every week. Every week. Every week. This is a wonderful all-purpose blend. And I'm, I were fond of IPAs. I, I say we, as in Joe, ATL Joe, is fond of IPAs. We're doing a little shift this week. And if you're out of an IPA, I always keep a couple of these back up in my fridge to have, in emergency circumstances, an emergency drinking beer. Wonderfully hey. labeled. And I'm going to grab this spike. The spike comes from Yosef Williams because he got the spike this week. His last name's not even Williams, but that's okay. He's just an ATL UTD2 player. (laughs) His last name's Samuel. Yosef Samuel. So, Yosef Samuel, this one's for you. I'll give a couple extra punches for you. We're a little bit worried about this. Let's chant. A-T-L. Wow, guys. That was good. To our listeners, he actually broke the can on T this week. So, And I didn't splash my face like the last couple weeks. splashed a lot, but just not, not your my face. face. Yeah, you're, you're targeting your splashes much much more, you know, an angled trajectory. That one was just towards the monitor. Maybe so. I'll target the camera next week. That would be good. That would be good. Then they wouldn't have to look at you. Uh, You know. Gonna, that is a good taste. Are you lying right now? Maybe. Yeah, because this is an emergency drinking beer. It tastes a a lot like a Miller, Miller High Life, Miller Light. Yeah, more High Life-ish, you know? Yeah, but a little bit sweeter. There's some lemongrass in there. I wouldn't mind drinking it if it was my emergency beer. I keep it in my first aid kit. If you go uh, to my house, in my closet, in my camping bag, I have a first aid kit. And there's two emergency drinking beers in there. Is it refrigerated? Your first aid kit? No. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd want this beer. No, that's okay. Refrigerated. But it's a delicious beer, regardless. Hey, we have twelve of them, and I'm gonna get through all of them tonight. That would be an emergency. And uh, you know, we hope we don't end up in the emergency room, Joe. After twelve emergency beers. Uh, that's like a usual Saturday for me. Yeah, that's that's part of the problem, Joe. That's part of the problem. Anyways, Joe, as we drink this emergency beer, we have a little bit of an emergency this weekend. I heard that we might have some snow in the forecast up in Minnesota. It's a snow game number two? Do you remember last year? I'm sure you do. Uh, hat snow trick? <laughs> the, uh... Joseph Snow? The, uh... Yeah, the snow game. Playing with an orange ball. We could have a re- redo of the 6, was it 6-1? I don't remember the final it score. Was six it was 5-1 five or 6-1, five one one, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was a wonderful game last year. Joseph got his first hat trick. Miguel Amaron got the goal of the week. Oh, man, I really hope it snows. I looked at the forecast earlier today, and it's supposed to snow on Friday. So maybe there will be some snow left over on the field. Or 
if it's like weather in Atlanta, it can change every single day, and all of a sudden, the day of, it starts snowing. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Well, yeah. I uh, mean, and to our listeners, you know, each and every week, we want to really highlight the the next game coming up. And, and this one is a huge one for Atlanta United. You know, last year, I think, I think the Minnesota United game pretty much launched our season. We lost that initial game to, to New York Red Bulls, you know, our home opener, great support. Uh, we went down two to one that game, I believe. And then, you know, we went into the snow in Minnesota and it, it just, we just took off from there. I think this game could be a very similar launch pad for our season especially if we get some snow so we can cover up that ugly uh, AstroTurf they have. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, uh, last week they played in Minnesota Golden Gophers College Stadium. Are we playing there this week? I believe that might be the, the venue. Yeah, so we need some snow on the ground because that Golden Gopher logo is, is ugly as it sin. contrasts with all the colors. Yeah. But uh, Minnesota United is our opponent this week, and we're going to give a good preview here. Uh, they... They had a great, awful season, very much like Atlanta United. Minnesota. You know, uh, whereas Atlanta United scored most goals of a inaugural campaign ever. Minnesota got the most goals scored on them of the inaugural campaign ever. Minnesota. And where Atlanta United made the playoffs, uh, Minnesota United didn't make the playoffs. You know, and Atlanta United had, like, the newcomer of the year. Well, Minnesota United had the worst comer of the year we also had best dressed coach and they had not best dressed coach right <laughs> did you catch that too yeah i I'm, i got that drift. So gonna, is it minnesota is that pretty good minnesota minnesota you, you're you're catching on minnesota united the loons we got gophers <laughs> got a lot of gophers up here in minnesota <laughs> yeah but they're not the same team as we faced that 6-1 game early on in the season. They're worse. <laughs> no, they they made some great some good additions. Now, let's give them some credit, Blake. We, the, we had an international duty. They came in beat us at the very end of the season, so we're 1-1 one one against them. We kind of got to come who back played, for revenge. Who played keeper for us that game? Uh, Kenwin Jones. Exactly. Yeah. He played keeper and got a red card. That game was garbage. <laughs> that game was total garbage. And we should have come back and we should have come back and won that game. We were on a third third string keeper down a man. Fourth string keeper. Fourth string keeper down came a man. Came back two to one down a man. I don't it, I don't want to rehash it. That okay. was a brutal game. That was we'll the second right worst. Th- that was the second worst loss of the year for me. Besides, obviously, our playoff loss to the Crew, where we ended in the deep dark underground of Mercedes Benz. But a couple of players to highlight for Minnesota United. They got Ethan Finley. He is a uh, grew up in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, he came over from Columbus Crew midway through the season last year. Really solidified their team. They did make a qu- uh, quite a decent run at the end of the season. Not enough to push them into the playoffs. Not even close. But they started to put themselves as a capable team and be able to be better than Orlando City. Right. Uh, and they have Kevin Molino, who was a wonderful player. Not anymore. Yeah. He played against Orlando City and went down with an ACL tear, out for the season. And they had a very great hookup between Finley and Molino. They were working great together. They had a, they're had two and two and no ties to start the season. And now Molino's gone. Uh, they got to rely heavily on Abu Dunlady, their very first overall pick, and Christian Ramirez, a guy that they've had on their USL team. 
to bring up who seems like a really bright spot. I wonder when he's going to get his call up for USA. So, I, I, Joe, what you're saying is is that their best players hurt towards ACL. Best players hurt, gone. Uh, they're relying on some guy they got off out of the super draft. Yeah, as and, one of their stars. Yeah, and you know how we have three designated players and kind of four because we have Tito Vijalba that we bought down his designated contract to make him a non-DP. They have a total of zero. Zero. And so they got six points from four games. You said they got they got two wins, two losses. They got six points. Yeah. You know, that's not a terrible start. You know, they, they've had some wins this year. I don't think this is a team we should overlook. I know that the Minnesota United faithful have, have been great supporters so far. I saw an awesome TIFO out of Minnesota United. Uh, it was like a Daft Punk TIFO. I don't know if you've seen it. It was for their last game. It basically just said, you know, better, faster, stronger. But it was like the guys in the spacesuits, and they had the Minnesota United logo on them. Really cool TIFO. Oh, yeah. I like the passion from their fan base. You know, they came up the same year we did. They're also United. Is Daft Punk from Minnesota? I don't know. But I feel like they would sing more like, you know, really more like Minnesota. Like, work huh. it better. Well, they're you know, robots, do it so better. they don't faster, have an accent. Minnesota. It'd be a robot accent. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I kind of want to like some Kanye. Minnesota, you know, they won their first game against San Jose. Or they lost against San Jose, my bad. They they couldn't Doesn't face matter. Wondolowski. But then they did us a favor and beat Orlando because that's a great thing. Yeah, we love beating Orlando. Yeah, they anyway. Um, Orlando was really bad, but they really showed – Minnesota shows that they're they're really good at attack and they've got really great options up front. But they've shown a lot of very big weaknesses in their back. Their defense has been a problem since the start. They went out and got a Costa Rican international. They got a guy uh, from from Europe. They got two backs. They went out and got uh, Tyrone Mears from Atlanta United to play their right back, and he got hurt. You mean like the guy that everyone whined about? Yeah. They got like the entire first part of our season. They got old man Mears. Like that Tyrone Mears, like the English guy. Yeah, he's played a total of two games that so far. Like, that everyone was just like, Mears, what are you doing, Mears? That was me. With your Irish accent. No, it was more like you just scream at Mears. That was what that was what you do. Like Mears, he, he was terrible. He couldn't cross. He couldn't he couldn't connect to pass. He was lazy. He wouldn't track back. I mean and, there was zero positive play from Mears. Why would they pick up Mears? Uh, that's just more my question. Like, I mean, it's, more, it's open-ended. Help. I don't know why you would pick up Mears. Well, if you looked at their lineup last year, they had zero depth and nothing at defense. And so they had to do something to get a player there. And so they picked up Mears, much like we did when we picked him up. He, he comes from a wealthy background. He had a good career, but he's at the end of his career. And it really came back to bite them in the butt. Uh, their very last game, they had to play international break. So you had Kevin Molino injured. Mears got hurt. You had several players from them out on international duty. They basically had to play a USL team against New York Red Bulls. And New York Red Bulls had their way with them this week. 3 nothing Could have easily been 6 nothing. It It was embarrassing. And it's much like the team we might be facing this week, too. But we get to go to Minnesota to play them. They, they're they not going to have defense. They're going to get their two center backs 
back from international break. So they're going to have those two, but they're both outside left and right back are injured, and Kevin Molino's gone. So they're very depleted. They're going to be playing a lot of young guys and a lot of inexperienced players. So I think we should have our way with them. Um, And I think it's a great time to talk about what you think Tata thinks about this week and give us some Tata's tactics. I think it's time for Tata's tactics. I've I've looked at Minnesota, and I really think that when we talk about their key injuries, and I never like to highlight injuries because I want to play every team at full strength, but we have we have some key weaknesses on you know left and right back. I mean, it's big gaping holes. We need to be a strong attacking team, on my opinion, on the wing. You know, we need to attack the depth of those those wings. We need to hit the width. We need to try to push the ball outside and then try to, you know, cut some crosses in, maybe cut some short balls in to Joseph, to Miggy pulling up, to Nagby pulling up. Because I think I think width is gonna be huge this game, especially as depleted as they are. I don't I don't know what you've looked at. Um, you know, what are your what are your thoughts on how we're gonna line up? Do you think that yeah. You know, we're going to try to attack them through the middle or, or, or out wide? Well, I I think uh, I mentioned it in their preview. Minnesota's very weak at defense. They do have – they brought in two good center backs. But I mentioned their outside backs are injured. And it's a really good way to exploit coming from the outside in. Uh, Joseph, I think, might have a field day being able to make cuts. If we keep the same – Three five two that we've been playing with, and put Joseph Martinez making cuts and Tito Vajalba and Miggy coming from multiple directions, and still have our wing backs like Gresselmania has been bombing down the wing, and have Tito and Gressel coming down the right, Miggy and Garza coming down the left, and they're not going to know what to do when they have to cover five players against their two good players. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to stick with that 3-5-2. And I honestly think it's going to be the same exact lineup that we've lined up with the past two weeks. I think that Escobar is going to surprise all of us and make the start. Much like LGP started after the Houston game when we thought he was out for a while. I think Escobar is healthy and he's going to do fine. Okay. Well, I'm going to call you out on one thing. You know, last game McCann started. I know that you got you got oh. Garza in there this game. Do you do you, what? Do, what do you think about the the rivalry between those two for that left well, that left midfield slash left back position? Do you think that Garza has the upper edge in well, this game? Well, let me tell you why McCann started. Uh, it was St. Patrick's Day, and he's Irish. And he's Irish, <laughs> so he started in honor of his country. I see. And then international break was coming up, and he's not on their national team, so they gave him. A start for St. Patty's Day. Okay. And now Garza's going to come back in, take that spot. Minnesota's not as tall as Vancouver. So Garza's going to come and claim his throne as that left back. But way to call me out on that. Well, <laughs> so so McCann was purely purely sentimental and not tactical in any way. Yes. <laughs> definitely. Okay. Well, I, you know, at least we know that Tata's a sentimental guy. I like I like people, you know, that just throw someone in there, you know, for the heck of it. Like, you know. It wasn't for the heck of it. It right. was for a national holiday. Right. I mean, it's St. Paddy's Day. We got one Irish player. Let's throw him out there. I mean, he sucks, but, like, let's play him. I'm surprised John Gallagher didn't make the 18. Right. You know, 
I don't know if I agree with that strategy. You know, what if what if we just went with every major national holiday? We threw you know we threw whatever international player we had out there. You well, know, Cinco de Mayo is going to be a huge one for us. I, who, we don't even have any Mexican players. Oh, I thought that was a whole just like South American deal. That, no, I don't. Mexico is not even in so. South America. I don't even think I don't even think Cinco de Mayo is a Mexican holiday. It's an American. Holiday. I'm pretty sure we just created that in our country as an excuse for another day that to we go to El Sombrero. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to to eat <laughs> nachos and drink Dos Equis and be even like, even though that's, oh. that's my normal Tuesday. Well, that's 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 your normal Tuesday, you know. But as we've been warming up on our Spanish, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get better and better, and eventually it'll be, you know, maybe our national holiday for Americans that speak Spanish, because it's definitely not a Mexican holiday. <laughs> well, Blake, let's get back on topic. I I gave you my starting uh, eleven, my starting love. Your starting love. Yeah. What what do you think is gonna happen? I think this week? you're way off. I think your starting eleven is is pure uh, it's garbage joe i'll be honest ouch yeah i'm gonna drink a beer to that one it's okay it's an emergency but i'm I'm gonna be honest I, I think that we have to get out of this formation i think that we got exposed at the back against a 10-man vancouver they could have scored three or four goals on us they hit one off the bar they did score one they had another chance that breck shea the targaryen totally blew they I they could easily have three goals. Brexit. the Targaryen. He did look like Straight a Targaryen. Straight out of Game of Thrones. He did look like a Targaryen. But you know, I, I just think we're solid with four at the back. I really do. And I, I think this week what we saw from WrestleMania was not that just he can WrestleMania. Not just that he can attack, but I really think this guy can defend. I really think he could be a solid right back in a four at the back system. So, you know, I went with a little bit different lineup. You know, my defenders were Garza, like yourself at left back. You know, I got Parky, you know, and, and then, you know, I'm just not sold on Escobar coming back. So I got LGP and Parky as our center backs. You know, I got Gresselmania as that right back where Escobar would probably normally play if he's not playing center back. You know, I think he can defend. Okay. I'm being honest. Well, you know, when I go to the next game, I'm bringing that WrestleMania flag, and we got patches now too. Thanks, to Chuck, out of Phantomaniacs, got wonderful swag for WrestleMania. So good I'm rooting stuff. for him. Good I'm stuff, rooting Chuck. for him to do so good because he is—he's one of our favorites. Love he's a fan favorite. Love WrestleMania. Rookie yeah. of the year last year. He's already made Team of the Week twice this year. I, I just. But think- you got you got WrestleMania as a defender. So who's gonna take his? Right wing back? Are you going to a four man back line? Yeah, or are you going we're going to, to we're going to a four man back line. I, I think we need to pull out back back to our our lineup from last year. I think we need to go back to the four three three this okay. game. Okay. Uh, especially considering their weakness, you know, on the wide spots. I know a lot of people think that a three five two is going to bring more width, but I think we've uh, done so well with it too the past couple weeks. We have we have done really well with it. I just think that for whatever reason, kind of between injuries. And what we need to line up with this week, a 4-3-3 works better. You know, I'm going to keep that same midfield of Lorenowitz, Larry, holding down that 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 central defensive that. midfield role. And, you know, Nagby playing as the eight, you know. Our darling. Yeah. We saw him playing against Paraguay. The guy has fantastic footwork. 
absolutely fantastic footwork. Yeah. He, it doesn't matter the competition level. I would literally put Nagby up as world-class touches day in, day out basis in any league in the world. You know, we saw just a couple sit him in the middle of the field. Yeah, we saw a couple of Paraguayan internationals trying to get the ball off of him and he was just he was taking sick touches just right around the guy. And yeah. I was like, you know, he this had guy, one he, this guy can play anywhere. He took it off the back of his heel and then brought it down with his front foot and then juked around a guy. Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty amazing. Fantastic player. You know, and then and then obviously Miggy heading that 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 spear that is our midfield. So, you know, Larry Nagby, Miggy, that's my midfield. And, and my attacking formation is going to be, you know, that, that front three, it's pretty standard. You know, I got Joseph, obviously, in the center. Yeah. You know, I got Tito out on the right. Yeah, the lion tamer. But uh, based on injury reports and what I'm seeing, like I said earlier in this episode, I saw that Carlton's flying back. I'm going to put, uh, he's one of our own out on the left wow. wing this game. That and would I, be I really, a I really, favorite. I would not be surprised. Based on the way he played last game, getting the assist in a short amount of time, yeah, having a bunch of influential touches. If you take Barco and you put him on the bench, who who really is our starting left wing? It's not McCann, okay? McCann is not a left wing. We don't really have another left wing. We got rid of Assad. I think we I got think, Vasquez, who's a who's a right uh, left wing. And, he's, he's, and he played both. Kind of fighting off injury right now. You know, a little bit questionable. So I, I honestly think Carlton is the no-brainer decision right here. Give Carlton ninety minutes against a depleted Minnesota team, who's who doesn't have any depth at those left and right back positions. He can expose them out wide. Blake, I would love to see that. I would I, love. I, I've been itching to see. I'm Carlton, just saying, but, Tata, what are you doing? This is yeah. your moment to put the guy in the game, and then really, until Barco's back, why not give him a shot? Now, from what I've seen Tata do on his short time this season, preseason, I've seen him play McCann over there on the left side. He played McCann. He's sorry. Played, I punched the mic. He just punched the mic. I, over I just there. like when I hear you McCann. You got so upset. When, when I hear <laughs> McCann, I tried to just swat like at you visually, yeah. but I, I just punched the mic. I'm a little I bit get, too far away from you for that. Chris McCann, <laughs> if you're listening, I, I really enjoyed St. Patty's Day. I met him once. I at think a Braves I game. think you're a hilarious and great guy. But I really don't want you playing left wing. That's just that's just from the bottom of my heart. I'm not saying I would put him at left wing. I was just saying from the bottom of my heart. Tata I'm would sorry, put him at left wing. I'm sorry wing. I punched the mic. Yeah. But okay, I would love Carlton out there. Barco has not hit training as of recording this episode. And I do not see it hit him hitting getting in training in a day or two and then making the starting eleven. No no, way. They're gonna have to slowly put him in. No way. We all wanna see him. I cannot wait for him to come back to this lineup. But he's just at the four-week mark when he was a four- to six-week injury. I'm not seeing Barco there. Uh, and I love. I, w- I hope you're right with seeing Carlton coming out. But also, I, I want to see Escobar recover from this injury because I don't know if I'm ready to see Sal Zizzo taking that right-back side. That's why we have Gresselmania. I really think Gressel can hold down that right-back spot. And maybe I'm the only one in the Atlanta United fan base that thinks that. I've just seen this kid defend. Yeah. And he's he, he's solid going forward, but I really think Gressel can get back there and, and get stuck in and put in a good tackle. That's that's what I've seen from the kid. That's that's great. So I'm I'm excited, uh, Blake. Where are you gonna watch the game this week? I I, I think I'm think I'm going to Der Beer Garden. I think Der that's Beer Garden. That's where I'm heading. But I'm not sure. You know, I'm kinda i I'm debating between several watch parties. It's a late kickoff. 
It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be so much fun. It's not. I hope it's a snow game. I hope it's a snow day. So I'm probably going to Marta or Uber somewhere, honestly, for safety. And uh, not drive anywhere. I'm not going to head out to, uh, you know, Marietta or anything crazy. If you go to Dirt Beer Garden, I'll be right there with you. That, we that, can make that happen. Because I want to be around the rowdiest and the proudest fans in the land. And uh, when, we're, when we're playing at Minnesota, it just brings back all this nostalgia. I know we've only been around for a year, but, you know, it's like so we snow. Bring, we could bring snow like machines Minnesota. to Dirt Beer Garden we should bring and just snowballs. make it snow. We should bring King of Pops. We should bring some, <laughs> something, something cold. I don't know. Yeah. But, well, all right, who do you think is going to win this game? I think Atlanta United's got to win. I think we win 4-1. Four to one. Four I, think, one. I think we break them open at the back. I'm going to be honest with you. I think uh, I, I'd say a couple goals from Joseph because of the form he's on right now. When Joseph gets hot, he just keeps scoring. We've seen it week in, week out from last year. Uh, I think our defense is still going to let in a goal, maybe two. So we haven't had a clean one, sheet yet. Four two. Brad's been doing all kind of crazy stuff at the back. I'm not going to lie. He's punching balls. He's punching heads. He's punching balls to other teams' players. He's punching balls and heads at the same time. Brad, I love you. You're a wall, but your wall is a little bit shaky right now. So, so I'm going to say that you know. We let in a goal or two, but I think I think four one. I think they have no chance against our attacking, for like, unless it's just crazy snow and we can't even move the ball. I see your four one. I'm gonna go five two. Five. You're going five seven two. goals. Seven goal game. It's gonna be back and forth. It's gonna be hectic. Take it's gonna be over. crazy. I I see Kevin Molino's out, so they lost an attacking guy. They've got a depleted defense. We're starving to get back in the game. We're going to start scoring. Tito Vajalba is going for a brace. Lion Tamer. He gets two. Joseph will get another brace. Who's your fifth goal? Gresselmania. Gresselmania. Breaks into the scoring sheet. He gets his first goal of the season this week. So you've you've heard it here first to our listeners. Two goals from Joseph, two goals from Tito, and a Gresselmania goal. That's Joe's prediction. I'm not going to predict goal scores. All right. I just know we're going to score four. It might be four own goals. I don't know. Michael Parkhurst better not score another own goal in this game. I, did, I said I said they're going to be on Atlanta's side of the scoreboard. That's all I said. So Parky, Parky might get one for us, you know? <laughs> Has Parky scored a goal for us, like on our end? He scored against us. I know. Not for us. He scored against us twice <sighs> already. Man, I love Parky, but he's got he's to like get a goal for our team eventually, you know, because he plays for our team. Okay. So well, maybe he's, he's, do due. he's due. He's due. He's due. I mean, you can only get so many goals for the other team before, you know. Well, Blake, it's been a great show. Has I wanna, it? Has yeah. it? Really? It's been great. I don't know. Well, here, drink another emergency beer. It's been it, an emergency show. We haven't had Atlanta United all week long. <laughs> it's an emergency situation. <laughs> I don't... We're, we're, we, are, we are under emergency threat. We, we need, are ATL and United. We need a game. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. We got a Gmail. All United at gmail.com on Twitter, on Instagram. Send us a message. We want some chance. We got some good ones. We've been coming up off the show. We're going to be starting to chant a little bit more at each show. But, you know, uh, Chuck over at Phantomaniacs made us that great flag. I talked about Gresselmania. Chuck, Chuck, You'll have to check out those patches. We got Gresselmania patches that he made. They're so sick. Yeah, they're, they're uh, pretty cool. And meet us at the tailgate. Say hi. I'm ATL Joe. That's 
Blake, the Marshman. Hey guys. And also, you know, send us pics. You know, send us uh, send us random things that we should say on the show that we should just burst out in, like beer shower, or like, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know. What would you say, Joe? If you just had something just give random, give us a chant, like our Darlington chant. Like the Outcast song. Da 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 Darlington. Promising. We need to clean it up a little bit. Da 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 da. Goodbye.